Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is April Fool's Day 2020, April 1st. We made it, guys. We have made it. March was a tough month, especially the second half, but here we are. We made it through. It's been two weeks, give or take, maybe two and a half. And we're moving forward. We're moving forward with the podcast. We're moving forward with our lives, trying to stay sane in this quarantine. Hopefully, no one out there listening knows of anyone who has it, has suffered uh, from the virus. It's very contagious. It's very, it's a very difficult time. So, hope everyone's doing okay out there, staying safe and staying away from everybody, which is weird to say, but it is what it is. It is April Fool's Day and takes me back to an April Fool's joke that was played on me. I like to be a little trickster. I like to do little things here and there uh, uh, as far as jokes go, practical jokes. But back when I was coaching, my good friend Todd Carson, he pulled a really good fast one on myself and an assistant coach. Renzo Roel. We had a meeting or something, and we showed up kind of late to our practice. We were coaching baseball at the time, and he said, "Let's do a let's do an infield. Let's take pregame practice our pregame fly balls, ground balls, little routine we did before games, and practiced it almost daily." So I get out there with the the, the fungo bat, start hitting fly balls, going through our routine, our scripted routine, and the kids were just. <laughs> they they were not playing up to their usual standards. And they were pretty good about it because it wasn't too obvious, but it was very uh, – they, they'd make a nice catch and then throw the ball away or make two good throws and a third bad throw. It was, it was really – I was like, what is going on with these guys today? Anyway, I reached a boiling point. Or I was just really mad. I think I slammed the bat down, pulled everyone in to give them a little talking to, as I did every now and then. And they kept a straight face, all 20 of them, give or take. <laughs> Head coach Todd Carson walked over. He was working with some other guys on the side. He goes, all right, guys, that's it. That's enough. And he turns to Renzo and I, and he says, April Fool's. And they all started laughing. And the best part was he had... He he had one of the smaller guys on the team hiding in an equipment bag, and he was videoing the whole thing. So we got a pretty good laugh. I vowed to Todd for years that I would never forget that, and, and we would get back to him one way or another. So it's been a while. It's almost been, let's say, maybe 10 years or so. Still haven't got him back. I will get him back somehow when he's least expecting Uh Todd and I are still very good friends, and he lives up north now, Northern California, and I remind him of that almost every time I see him. So, Renzo, we will get to Todd one day, I promise. We will get to him. I was thinking of a quicker show today, just, it's middle of the week, it's Wednesday, just going to say a few things, don't want to drag it on, if I am going to do this every day, I don't want to be too repetitive, and a few people have listened and said, hey, you got to spice it up. And I said, I know, I know. I just got to find the right ingredients. You know? <laughs> so we may have on another guest or two here. Um, I have a few in particular that I think 
are built for the microphone and they will do a very good job and they have something to offer that people would like to listen to. One of the suggestions that was brought to my attention was to, you know, you can't go wrong with like a top, ten, a top not a top 10 list, but rankings or a list or a bracket, a simulated competition, just, just a few things that are, that, that, that I love ranking things. I love making lists and I'm very visual that way. I take it too far at times where I, I spend more time mapping things out and writing things down on multiple calendars and such than actually doing something considered productive. But with everyone being kind of under quarantine and not going out, not doing much, I, I figured – we mentioned this a little bit already, but I figured we'd make a mention about some movies. Some uh, movies – we'll talk about shows maybe another time. But I know since we're in quarantine, a lot of people are just tuning into some newer shows and newer movies. But I think there's movies out there that we all have our favorites of for various reasons. So I'm going to run for you kind of a short list of my favorite movies, why they're fun. Kind of the movies that I will always go back to and rewatch. And during these times when we're sitting indoors... You want to go back and watch something that kind of made you happy before. Also new stuff, new movies. But there's a few movies for me that are always special. And then I also want to get into a second list. And I heard the term recently and I really liked it. They're called remote droppers. And what we mean by that is you're scrolling through your TV, scrolling through different channels, and anytime you see that movie pop up, you drop the remote and you usually will watch, maybe not all of it, but you'll watch some of it. And you would think that, okay, your favorite movies, yeah, they fall into that category. Not always. Usually because some of your favorite movies aren't aren't always on, such as some of these other movies that are always on. And they might make a longer list of your movies, at least for me. But they are... They're shown more often, and you like them, but you don't necessarily love them. So I'm going to kind of go over both lists. And I keep in mind any of my favorite movies, They, if they're on TV, I'm definitely dropping the remote for those. A lot of the, my favorite movies revolve around similar content, but I'll go over a few. Saving Private Ryan for me has always been up there. It's a great story. It's a really good depiction of World War II combat. Steven Spielberg directed it. Tom Hanks stars in it. It was. It's a very violent movie. The opening scene alone is could be a movie in itself. About 20 minutes long. It's the invasion at Normandy. From the perspective of United States troops. And one of the greatest honors of my life was actually going to Normandy and actually got to help assist in lowering the flag at sun, sunset. We were there on a trip with Care Youth League, Rondo Prep, and they said, hey, do you guys want to assist the U.S. military personnel to take down the flag? And, and I was selected because I think people knew I would really cherish the moment. So I got to do that. And I'll tell you also being at Normandy, seeing the graves, uh, seeing all the the ground 
on the beach that the Allies landed that day to liberate Europe from extreme evil is just a truly remarkable place to be at. So that movie, Saving Private Ryan, it's a great story. It's just a story about a squad of American soldiers sent behind enemy lines basically to find one man, one Private Ryan, because he's lost three other brothers in the war. It's based around a true story. It's not a true story, but it's it's got some true elements from it. I think is what Spielberg said. But anyway, he he got he got the movie in that direction because he had heard of a similar situation. From, from what I understand, they go behind enemy lines to save this this guy to get to send him home basically because his mother was going to have to bury three sons and. United States government didn't want her to have to did not want her to have to bury four. So good movie. I'm sure plenty of you have seen it. If you haven't and you got eh, two and a half hours or so, uh, check it out. But it's got some heavy, heavy violence in it. So be prepared. Another movie for me. This is an older one. I used to get made fun of for kind of liking this uh, amongst my high school buddies. But I love Gettysburg. Gettysburg's about a four-hour movie. I think it was made for TV, maybe on TBS or Turner. Yeah, I, I can't remember, but it's a four-hour movie, and it tells a story of Gettysburg, another place that I visited. Very powerful ground. You, you're there at the. It's a it's a national uh, hollowed ground, basically, and it, it's the bloodiest battle between. The bloodiest battle of the Civil War, basically, and the turning point of the Civil War. Had the Confederates won that battle, it may have been over for the the Union Army. It was really one of the first key victories for for the uh, for the Union. And Robert E. Lee is as great of a general as he was. He took a huge risk. He took a gamble, and it didn't it didn't work out in his favor. But it just goes over basically three days of fighting between Americans. And it has one of my favorite scenes of all time. It's with Jeff Daniels. When him and his regiment are holding the end of the line and they're almost getting outflanked. And they've been told you cannot, you cannot let go of this, this flank or we will all fold. Well, his troops run out. They have the high ground, but they run out of ammunition. And they can't retreat. They can't shoot. So he orders a bayonet charge, and it, they charge downhill. And it's it's not as violent of a movie as Save, Saving Private Ryan. I think it was even rated like PG. So it's a good film for if you want to educate some some people. It's a good it's a good movie, and some really good actors. Um, Jeff Daniels. Uh, what is uh, Robert E. Lee is uh, Charlie Charlie she- Martin Sheen, uh, Tom Berenger, he's really good in it, and Sam Elliott has a part, and he's just a he, he's a he's his typical self in that movie. And uh, anyway, one of my favorites, Gettysburg, very informative and a and a good film, long one. Another film I like is Gladiator. There's about 10, 10 on here, but I'm not listing these necessarily in order. But Gladiator's a good good movie. Russell Crowe, probably his breakout role. 
just a really good story of redemption. It's very similar to the movie Spartacus from a gladiator standpoint, but he was a general, he gets betrayed, sold into slavery, basically becomes a gladiator and then becomes like Rome's most famous gladiator. And there's a lot of combat scenes in the Colosseum, another place I've been. Being there is pretty neat, standing in the uh, in the Colosseum and the different areas of that building and being like, man, this is the true, the first sporting venue. Not the first, but, you know, the first big one. Like, wow, the Colosseum. And it's my brother and I and other, we joke, oh, you should see the Colosseum Spaniard. One of my favorite quotes. Say that a lot referring to Rams games when they were playing at the L.A. Coliseum. But that's just me being a dork, being a nerd. The Gladiator, really good movie. Joaquin Phoenix is excellent in it as well as an evil emperor. Just a real good movie. Um, pretty straightforward, but a, but a good movie. Uh, Braveheart, another movie that <laughs> apparently it they they took some liberties with this movie and some of the facts of history, but it's still really good. Mel Gibson directed it and starred in it. Very violent movie. It is talking about the you know the English and the the Scottish uh, fighting in wars and fighting for independence. The Scots, that is, with kind of the brutal English at the time. But it's just a good story if you, if you're not really looking for ac historical accuracy. If you're not too critical of that, then it's it's pretty good. It's just very ins inspirational. It's an inspiring movie. Pretty tough ending. <laughs> Not all movies have the best uh, happy endings, but sometimes unhappy endings are good too. But a really good movie. Very violent, so <laughs> beware of that. It's one of the first movies I saw with hand-to-hand -hand combat, like that being as violent as it was. And that stood out to me. A Christmas favorite of the Hersema men is Die Hard. The original, not the other ones. Die Hard is has some great parts in it because it is it's they do a good job with the details. Like they show the media is incompetent and stupid. They show what the police would do. They show the terrorists ahead of their being ahead, one step ahead of everyone. And there's the, then there's this cop John McClane, a New York cop who just happens to be in LA to see his wife that he separated with. At Christmas time, gets caught up at the, the office Christmas party that ends up under siege by uh, some terrorists who are looking to get into the, the company vault for various reasons. And it's a really good movie. It's actually it was set at what is now the Fox Plaza building. In the movie, it's Nakatomi Plaza, the fictional name. But that's right around the corner from where I work on. Sundays during football season working at Fox Studios so I get to see that building almost every week every other week whenever I head down there and it's it's cool to see one of my favorite movies and uh, one of our our favorite go-to movies at Christmas time actually <laughs> even though it's a it's an action movie and it was a big breakout for Bruce Willis who before that time was known pretty much as just a a comedy guy a comedy actor and movie Moonlighting or TV show Moonlighting so there was a lot of skeptics about him playing an action role. And 
moving forward, that's all he really did after that was was action type movies. So uh, I couldn't imagine anyone else for hit for the part of him, John McClane. But Die Hard is up there anytime, but especially at Christmas time. Another another uh, a kind of transition from those into some uh, a couple of sports movies I really like, but one more Christmas movie. Kind of changing things up here is White Christmas, and it's for some it's for different reasons. It it was one of my mom's favorites. We watched it almost every Christmas morning, and I didn't really like it much as a kid, but I grew into it a little bit. It's a good good movie with some good music. Older movie, Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, and it's about two guys who come home from World War II and they get back into their kind of show business. And they meet up with, uh, they happen to run into a, their former general who uh, is trying, he's older and he's trying to get back in the army, but the army's kind of telling him, hey, you're, 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 you're past it. And the two, Crosby and Danny Kay, have the whole, their old uh, command, all, all the, the troops basically that the general served under come into town for, a big show at Christmas time as a thank you to him, and it's just it's a good movie. Plus the the, the two the two guys uh, kind of have love interests and these these sisters that are uh, also a, a a duo in the show business, and it's just it's just a good story. It's it's not your typical movie that a thirty five year old young man would like, but I think it's special to me for a few different reasons. Uh, going down a couple of sports movies here, I'll kind of throw them out real quick, but Field of Dreams, Field of Dreams is good movie, touching, my roommate calls it uh, The Notebook for Guys, <laughs> it's, it's not a love story, but it's a, it's just a story about a man who hears a voice, builds a baseball field out of a cornfield. And I'm finding a pattern with a lot of my favorite movies. Uh, this is another place that I've, I've actually visited in Dyersville, Iowa. The actual place where the movie was filmed. And there's a baseball field right there in the middle of a cornfield. Pretty cool to see, especially if you're a fan of the movie. Kevin Costner stars in it. You could say it's about ghost baseball players <laughs> coming, you know, guys who've, who've been dead. Kind of coming to life. It's a little silly if you don't quite understand the meaning of everything. But it's a good one to watch, and I think any father and son who watches that uh, would have a tough time not shedding a tear or two (laughs) also. Um, Hoosiers. Hoosiers is one of my favorite movies. It's a movie that I always watched during basketball season when I was in high school. It was about a tiny high school in uh, Hickory, Indiana. They think they were the smallest school to ever win a state championship. Gene Hackman is a coach, ex-college coach, who comes in mysteriously and starts working on this this group of group of boys, high school guys, makes them into a really good basketball team. The typical underdog story, which is always always sells tickets, but it's really well done. It's based off a true story. And it was always kind of the dream for us when we were in high school, our basketball team. I thought we were pretty good. We were we we were we were like your overachievers. We were in a small school too. We had big aspirations, and unfortunately, we fell short. 
But we watched that. I would watch that before every playoff game, some other big league games. A few of my friends liked it too. I know our head coach liked the movie. It's really well done, and it was always inspiring, trying to get you out there to work a little harder. And, and to this day, I still like it and watch it, especially during basketball season. It takes me back to some good memories. Kind of a wild card here. I don't know how many people have seen this. This one's called Forget Paris. It stars Billy Crystal. It was made in the mid-90s, I think. And it's about an NBA referee. And it's an NBA... Billy Crystal's an NBA referee. And it's a love story. And it's pretty well done. Deborah Winger? Deborah... Oh, what's what's his, the, the love interest? She's, she's the mom in the ranch. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not... I want to say Deborah Winger, but I'm, I'm probably totally wrong. Sorry. So, forget. got to do my research. Come on. Uh, forget Paris. Good story. It's about NBA referee. There's a lot of NBA stars in the movie because there's a lot of a lot of basketball scenes. So it's pretty good. I, I really liked it. It was uh, it was well done. She's she's a works for a I think a airline in another in in Paris where they meet. And he's there burying his dad, and the casket gets lost or something like that. But they, but it's a it's a love story. Talk about long distance and just how things aren't always perfect. And it's based around an NBA referee, so I really like it because there's not very many movies made about uh, officials. And Billy Crystal really nails it. It's pretty good. The last one I'll mention is a movie called Flight. I saw this in the theaters. It was by the same director who directed, uh, I think Zeme- Zemeckis, who directed... Um, Forrest Gump, but it's a it stars Denzel Washington, and he is a airline pilot, and he is not only an airline pilot; he's a he's a uh, alcoholic, big alcoholic. Well, he wakes up. He ends up crashing the plane, crashing this plane. And, or I shouldn't say crashing the plane. He he wakes up one morning after partying too hard the night before. He flies the plane, and all of a sudden, the plane starts to uh, have issues, have problems. He has to fly the plane upside down just to keep it from from diving, which I don't think is a real thing, but it, it was kind of cool in the movie. Plane crashes. He's a hero. Only six people died on flight out of 100, and he's a national hero. And then it starts to come up about his past and how he's a heavy drinker, and he's a, he's an addict, but he refuses to believe it. And it's just a really, really well-done movie. A lot of redemption and also just, just the, the truth coming out about your past, despite you being a hero or, or it, it's just really well. I, I liked it a lot. It was, it sent home a lot of meshes, messages and Denzel does a great, does a great job in the movie. I, I, I fell for the guy big time. Uh, really good movie. So those are kind of my favorite movies off the top of my head. Um, there's a few, uh, I'm going to call them, I'm going to do another list sometime of maybe some sports movies. Uh, or favorite TV shows, or why they've had kind of an impact on me. I think we can all get behind sports movies uh, for various reasons. 
But here's a few remote droppers, at least for me. Maybe not my favorite movies, but movies that, again, you're scrolling through and all of a sudden, oh, that's on. Yep, I'll turn that on. No matter what point it is on the movie, beginning, middle, or the end, you tend to, yeah, I'll check it out. I've seen this a million times, but I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to watch it again. First one for me is A Few Good Men. It's about the Marine, a Marine uh, trial, military law. Kevin Bacon and Tom Cruise are in it as the lawyers. Jack Nicholson gives a really powerful performance as a general. And it's just about a, a Marine who died and two Marines are accused of murdering him, basically. And it it uh, it's back and forth kind of lawyer lawyer uh, story and hey should these guys take a deal should they not what what is honor what isn't it's it's really well done opening scene is cool with the marine on the marine base with the silent rifle drill so anyway anytime that's on yeah I, I definitely it was on the other day and we we watched it for a bit. Top Gun, not to go on a Tom Cruise theme, but Top Gun was one of my favorites as a kid. Really good movie about fighter pilots down in the San Diego area. Val Kilmer, Anthony Edwards, Michael Ironside. Some great actors in it, some great lines in it. Just a movie that's always fun to watch and, and some of the Air combat scenes are, are pretty special, pretty pretty intense. This is kind of a two-for-one, but I'm going to say The Godfather. Godfather 1 and 2, not so much 3. I think most people are on that, in that boat. To me, it's all kind of one story anyway. But th those are movies. I believe Godfather 1 and 2, it was the only, only movie and sequel to receive an Oscar. For best picture. But Al Pacino's great. Marlon Brando. James James Kahn. Robert Duvall. Some great actors. Incredible story. I'm a sucker for mobster related movies and shows. And I think it's definitely a legend. A classic. That you definitely want like to pull... Pour a glass of wine and maybe have a little pasta and watch them both. Who knows? It's a, it's a <laughs> it's a good one. Staying on the mob theme, Goodfellas. That was on the other day. Really liked that one. That's uh, about Henry Hill, former mobster turned informant because he got into too much trouble, really. And he tells a story. It's Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta kind of narrates the film in your typical Martin Scorsese way. But Joe Pesci's in it, as well as Robert De Niro. Good movie, movie kind of talking about the modern, the mob in like the 70s and such. Really well, all Scorsese movies, especially in that genre, are similar, but, but that's one that always sticks out. Ocean's Eleven, George Clooney, Brad Pitt. I liked Ocean's 13, I didn't like Ocean's 12. Ocean's Eleven is great, the original, just... Well, not the original, original. The original Ocean's Eleven. Made with the uh, the Rat Pack and such, but the one made in the with George Clooney and them. 
good movie about robbing three Las Vegas casinos and a heist movie. Who can't get behind that? Some incredible lines. Great scenes in Vegas. Andy Garcia, Julie Roberts, or a few more cast members. I remember the first time seeing that. I thought it was, I was, man, that was so cool. That was so, it was uh, definitely a movie I like seeing on reruns on television. Forrest Gump, that was on the other day too. That was right when Tom Hanks was just really knocking out good movies one after another in the 90s. And that that's a movie that has some real funny parts about you know Forrest Gump stumbling into big moments in history. Another long movie, but a movie that when it's on, you can jump in at any time and enjoy it, any time of the movie. Gary Sinise is great. <coughs> Definitely one of Tom Hanks's most more challenging roles, I would think. Him being this Alabama guy who wasn't very smart and really stumbled upon some... Had a great life and stumbled upon a, some big moments in history along the way. Shawshank Redemption. If you haven't seen this or you didn't like this movie... I mean, you got something wrong with you. It's a, it is so well done. Tim Robbins goes to prison, wrongfully accused, sentenced to life, basically, for killing his wife. And the ending, <laughs> you, you'd think it's in the title. The prison's called Shawshank. Morgan Freeman's his, his good buddy in prison. It's a life about prison. But unlike any other movie about prison, I think, that's out there. Now, the ending is great. He was, you know, planning the whole time basically to escape. It took him almost 20 years, but he, he did it. And every part of that movie, you, you flip on the TV and that comes on and you're just like, oh man, this is, this is really cool. This is just little parts of it stick out. <laughs> so... Shawshank, that definitely that almost made the uh, favorite movie list as well. Uh, I'll rattle off a few more here. The, the last three, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, good movie. I think anyone who's skipped school for one day can, can appreciate that. Any of the Indiana Jones movies, For, Harrison Ford's great. Uh, I'm a fan of Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Last Crusade. Again, not so much the middle movie, Temple of Doom. I didn't even watch the newer movies. But those first ones where, you know, they're fighting the Nazis and stuff, I, I think those those relate to me. Um, so I appreciate those. And the last one, for me, I may be a, a, I'm not a big superhero guy, but any of the Batman movies, I'll always give a few minutes to. My favorite Batman was the one with Michael Keaton. Some of the sequels. Batman Returned, Batman and Robin, Batman Forever. Uh, they were goofy, but they were they were okay too. I liked some of the Christopher Nolan recent ones uh, with The Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. I thought those were really well done. So those are a few of the quote-unquote remote droppers for me. I don't know if any of yours were mentioned in here. But that's, that's for me. Those are some of the random movie thoughts I've had the past couple weeks while being quarantined like everyone else that being said it's time to get outside and and do something a little more productive than talking about movies i've seen a million times so 
Guys, thanks for listening. Hopefully all is well. We will see you again tomorrow or talk to you again tomorrow. Um, it's Wednesday, April 1st. Go out and play a joke on a friend or, or something. Uh, if you can, maybe cheer yourself up. We will be back tomorrow. Guys, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, please get home safe.